0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Let's look into the week eight waiver wire pickups here. At number one, we have Gus Edwards. Um, And, you know, Gus should have been picked up before Sunday. You know, he was number five on our waiver wire rankings last week. We mentioned him on our Instagram stories as the guy to pick up during the week right, from this backfield. So hopefully you had him stashed already if you listen to this podcast, if you follow upper hand fantasy, you know, even if you didn't start him, right? Like with J.K. Dobbins on short-term IR now for the next four to five weeks plus maybe, Edwards will be the primary back on a good offense. He looked fine in his first game coming off his own ACL rehab, and they're playing here on Thursday night. So you can pick him up right now and, you know, start him as a low-end RB2 who who, he is touchdown-dependent. He play less than 50% of snaps, but you know, moving forward, that snap percentage can come up a little bit. And we know who the goal line back is right now.
0: Yeah. That that's true about Gus Edwards. And he has a pretty good matchup this week coming up. If you want to talk about just plug and play for this week. Um the Bucks looked like Swiss cheese last week against the Panthers, Sans CMC. So we'll see how if, if that defense improves at all. I'm not exactly sure if that's going to be the case, but I I think that Gus Edwards, you know, on this offense, it seems like they're, if they're, if they're going to have anybody taking the line, share of carries, it's going to be Gus Edwards. The Ravens coaching staff likes him the most, I think of any running back that they have on the roster, even though Kenyon Drake got some work last week, he looked like Kenyon Drake. Uh, Gus Edwards is obviously much better. So I think that he should be a priority pickup this week. He shouldn't be on your waiver wire. I don't think at this point, but if he is still there, you know, if, um, You know, people didn't get to him uh, before the game, and he made it to waivers. Then you should definitely be picking him up.
1: You'd be surprised how many how many leagues he's available in. He's forty four percent rostered on Yahoo, sixteen percent rostered on ESPN. Okay, so like he's not (laughs) rostered, man, sixteen one six on ESPN. And I am checking Sleeper right now. He is rostered on. I have him in one league. I don't know why I'm searching for him. 39% rostered and sleeper. So he's available. He's yeah. readily available right now.
0: Yeah, I- I'll okay. go get him.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, go get him. You grab him, you start him this week. Rashad White, I have him here at number two. He's a long-term ad. Okay, we're going to have him on the waiver wire every single week no. until he's rostered in more than 50% of leagues.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. a <laughs> reminder, uh, go pick up Rashad Yeah,
1: Brown. and he saw 43% of snaps. For the Bucks this past week, uh, he saw eight touches. He outperformed Leonard Fournette. Um, that's worth noting, but it's really less about that and more about the fact that if Fournette were to go down, you have a league winner on your hands. And like mm-hmm. I said, we're going to continue talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> roster league winners, keep them <laughs> on your bench. Yes, Zach has no input on Rashad White this week.
0: Was I was I supposed to talk? I mean, he's been on here, um, you know, every single <laughs> we, week. I feel like we're just tired
1: of you, it. You're just I feel tired like of we keep
0: this dead horse so many times. You know, oh, I, I, oh, I think that it's Rashad so White. You know, if he is not on your roster at this point, if you're, what do you think here, of Rashad White? Though
1: you think you should pick him up? Maybe.
0: You know, uh, just a hunch. <laughs> I think that he. M- right. I think. I think that we might have to pick him up. No, he's right, okay. if he's on your wire, pick him up. If you're watching, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this episode now, and you don't have Rashad White. Or he's available on your waiver wire. Just go pick him up, please. You know, it, it'll <laughs> it'll happen. If, if can you just can go happen. pick him
1: up so Zach can stop talking yeah, about can him? Can we can, we, can we go get him?
0: Go get him and bring his roster number up to fifty percent so That's we can all get we him off do. this rank off this list. Like, here's here's the, what you otherwise, here's what we do. So otherwise, is going to expect me to continue talking about Rashad White every week. Like, there's something new to here's say. What we, <laughs> pick him up. Okay. And if you want to drop him after next Tuesday, that's
1: fine. I just need his roster percentage to be over 50%. Yeah, just so get it there. Talk about Please. Him. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Let's move bad. on to Khalil Herbert. Yeah, Khalil yeah, Herbert, yeah. I'm surprised that Khalil Herbert's under 50% rostered. Um, I saw that this morning. I had to add him in uh, kind of late because I was like, wait, what? Why? he has forced the timeshare and Matt Eberfuss was already talking about a potential hot hand situation. So that should have been the trigger. And I talked about this on my Instagram stories too. That should have been the trigger to go pick him up. Yeah. Um, so 41% of snaps for him this week, he's in line, you know, to get to be the one A at some point, potentially. Right. Like mm. Matt, David Montgomery was the guy. Right. Uh, but, the first guy to get a snap and a touch on in the on the third quarter was Khalil Herbert. So like, there's gonna be there's a timeshare here. Um, they gave both backs opportunities in this game. They split goal line snaps down the middle. Um, they split early down work relatively evenly in the snaps, and they split third down work relatively evenly. So both backs ended up doing their thing in this game. Both scored in different ways. Uh, but Herbert, like right now, he's a deep league flex option at this point. And yeah. he's another guy who can win leagues for you if David Montgomery were to get hurt. So, if this role holds for him, he's another Tony Pollard, right? Except mm-hmm. he actually has a chance of usurping David Montgomery. Yeah. You know, just like what happened in House of Dragon. Sorry, sorry if that was a spoiler alert for anybody who didn't see it. Oh. But... Party foul, but you know, <laughs> party foul. But you don't know.
0: You don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. You, but for, you, I'm sure there are plenty of people here. No, no, no. the people
1: the actually, the people know exactly if they watch the show and they, they didn't get up to that point. They know exactly what I'm talking about, and I just spoiled it even more because they're like, now I confirmed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right nice nice, nice with khalil herbert you know i i do like him i i actually picked him up in my one league he happened to be on the waiver wire and i would be damned if i didn't follow our my our own advice you know in my league yes but um with khalil herbert is rashad, you know, is, is
1: rashad white available in that
0: league he is not no he is all not right. but She's um <laughs> trust me he would be on my team but khalil herbert you know it looks like the i think the offense is getting better overall khalil herbert has definitely, like you said, forced a time share. So it looks like they're going to be using him a little bit more. They got used very similarly. You know, I think this was a very close 50-50 split. Um, you know, Dave Montgomery got the rushing touchdown, but Khalil Herbert got the receiving touchdown. It worked out that way. I, I like Khalil Herbert moving forward. You know, I think Justin Fields dropping back more is forcing teams. And you don't want to say, that, oh, they're going to respect the Bears' pass offense all of a sudden. No. But it's making it harder for them to just, you know, play run-heavy defense, and that's it. That's all you have to worry about. Now Justin Fields is, you know, getting things done through the air a little bit more. It's allowing Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery to be more efficient. And I think we saw that last night because they both produced very well on just about the same workload. I think that if either one of D- Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery go down, I think they play very similar roles, and they look very similar when they play. Um... I think that Clear Herbert is a waiver wire pickup if he's there. I would be surprised. I know we, we just said that he would be we'd be surprised if he's on your wire. But go get him if he is because he could be a really good pinch starter for you and um a decent flex play. And like you said, he's a flex play in deeper leagues. I think he'd be an all right play at flex. Like, you know, with buys going on, I think that he'd be fine these next couple of weeks too.
1: Yeah, I could see that. At number four, I have Kyra Williams. K-Makers, he's on his way out of L.A., right? Dale Henderson, he hasn't been standing out with his opportunities. There were reports that indicated that Sean McVay had intentions for Williams to be a big part of the rotation you know, from the start of the year. So yeah. I, we don't know how true that is, but it's worth stashing him to see how this backfield shakes out. And if Williams ends up handling a portion of the workload with the opportunity to grab more and more of it as weeks go on, I think he's definitely worth an add. Uh, he's an undersized back coming out of Notre Dame, but he was good after contact. He was good at making guys miss. He was good in the receiving game. He's a good pass blocker, and he was able to, you know, handle a large workload in college despite his size. So I think he's worth adding right now. Um, and and notice that I'm adding him before some of these other running backs that, you know, a lot of people are adding this week, right? Chuba Hubbard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Deontay yeah, Foreman. For he's not. If you look watching on YouTube here these guys aren't even in the top 10 right now.
0: No, they're not. But um with Kyron Williams, I don't have a whole lot to say about Kyron Williams. I didn't really watch much of him at Notre Dame and I don't know what he's going to look like here in the NFL. But if I had to guess, you know, if they're actually, you know, that interested in using Kyron Williams, then I could see him taking over what Cam Akers was supposed to do. You know, it could easily go um a- as a backfield committee. I think that's already what it is. You know, Daryl Henderson hasn't been outstanding with his touches. They wouldn't be talking about Kyron Williams, you know, coming back and being a part of the offense if Daryl w- Henderson was killing it. He's not. So, Kyron Williams, I think that he's a good pickup. Just He's more of a perspective ad than a guy like Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert or Gus Edwards or even like a Deontay Foreman, truba Hubbard. But I think that the upside's there, that you could go get. Yeah. Uh, there's a better chance that he's there on the wire, I think, than the other guys. He's a
1: long-term ad. Right, and he's mm-hmm. somebody that you know you want to stash. Right, if you need a running back play this week, he's not your pickup for this. Yeah, week, for no, sure, you
0: don't want to. It, I mean, he's still coming back from the injury, right? There's not even—is he going to play this week? I'm not even sure. He's not going to play this yeah. week. So he's not going to play. So don't. Don't. He's pick out for, him up for a couple weeks. weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, another guy you don't want to play this week is Alexander Madison. Right, he's another long term add. Mm-hmm. And if you get in the theme here, I prefer to add guys who are potential league winners than guys who are just going to maybe help me one week and maybe not, right? Yeah. Alexander Madison, you know, I just noticed that he's starting to dip below 50% rostered. And I get it. You know, buys are rolling around. But if you can afford to have him on your bench, if anything were to happen to Dalvin Cook, you don't have to worry about fighting your league mates, grabbing him off of waivers. People are going to be dropping their entire fab budget on Alexander Madison if that were to be the case. So just keep him stashed. We know he's an RB1 when Dalvin Cook misses. All
0: right. There's not much else to say about that. We've talked about Alexander Madison at length. He is. Yes, it's funny. It's funny because he kind of looks like Dalvin Cook too. You know, it's like just an immediate <laughs> replacement. Um, yeah. maybe not necessarily the upside, but he'll be a solid starter for any time for sure that he's playing in the stead of Dalvin Cook.
1: I mean, listen, the fantasy upside is there, man. Like we've seen him put up like you know high-end RB one numbers multiple times with oh, yeah. Dalvin Cook. So like, he's going to be there, dude. Like he's he's going to do his thing if Dalvin Cook whatever this time. Um, I have Wando Robinson at number six here. He led the Giants in target share with 25% this week. He's running out of the slot. He's going to get these, you know, low depth of target passes. So prefer him in a full PPR league. But as of right now, he's a solid PPR wide receiver three with a little bit of room to grow.
0: Yeah. And I like Wando Robinson as long as he's healthy. You know, we talked about him a little bit over the offseason and coming into the season. I think that the way he's looked in the offense is kind of what I anticipated for him. He is a much smaller receiver. Um, so he's going to be doing a lot of work underneath and that's the way they've used him. And he's been doing well, you know, he did score, I think, was it, was it two weeks ago or a week ago? I'm not sure. He did score, um, yeah, it was, a touchdown it was two already. yeah, two weeks ago and Daniel Jones is finding him in the passing game. So as long as Daniel Jones is targeting him, you know, he's worth a pickup. He's not a guy that's going to be, you know, blowing it up and, um, doing a bunch of scoring for you, but he's going to do enough that, you know, he should be on teams. <laughs> I think so. Definitely.
1: For sure. For sure. Rondell Moore, another small receiver playing out of the slot. Well, hopefully. But his target share, it was going up, right? It went up from weeks four to six, percent 21%, and 26%. And then this past week, it dropped to 7%. And yeah. the reason for that is because A.J. Green was benched. Rondell Moore played on the outside. Greg Dortch played in the slot uh, on about 50% of dropbacks when the Cardinals were not running in 12 personnel, which they did more often in this game. Than normal with Trey McBride coming in running some routes. So with Robbie Anderson, the, the offense was like in a big like confusion state this past week with DeAndre Hopkins back. It's almost like you know Cliff Kingsbury forgot that he was coming back and he had to like you know put up a put together a game plan in, like three days. He's like, oh no, what did I do? It sounds yeah. like something that Cliff Kingsbury would do. But with Robbie Anderson coming up to speed, I think this week he'll likely take that outside role with DeAndre Hopkins right on the left side. Mm -hmm. Robbie Anderson on the right side. Um, By the way, DeAndre Hopkins was running a bunch of routes out of the slot this past week. So that's something interesting to know, right? Um, Will that continue? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. That'll be really good news for DeAndre Hopkins. If he kind of can move around a little bit, that'll be amazing. There'll be a huge evolution in Cliff Kingsbury's play calling. But Rondell Moore, I think at that point, is going to take the slot back. Okay. So if Rondell does not run routes out of the slot, and I wish we would know that before the game. There's no way to know. Yeah. He's useless. If he doesn't run right side of the slide, he's useless. Okay. But I expect him to get that roll back. And as long as he has that role, he's going to get the target share. Yeah. That's it's my int- spiel on Rondell.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it's true. You do say about DeAndre Hopkins coming back and, you know, Robbie Robbie Anderson joining the receiver core just a couple of days before the game. I think that we even though we've been pretty hard on Cliff Kingsbury, I think we do owe it to him to see how things look this week. You know, as far as where receivers are lining up, because suddenly he has all of these new pieces in the offense that he's not he hasn't had the whole season and he's gonna have to figure out how to make it work. Obviously, putting Rondo Moore on the outside seems like something obvious that you wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, maybe that's just the way they had it. They wanted to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins and he was working out of the slot.
1: I mean, listen, to be honest with you, at that point, just put AJ Green out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to bench AJ Green, I get it, but like putting Rondo Moore in his spot doesn't really make any sense to me.
0: And and this is the thing, it's funny because you talk about Greg Dortch also manning the slot a little bit. Um, Greg Dortch is also five seven, so it's like but, it, w- let's put Rondell Moore in, you know, the guy that has the talent. I mean, not that Greg Dortch isn't talented, he's been good, he stepped up when he's needed to. Rondell Moore, Moore ran a route.
1: Rondell Moore ran a route on every one of Kyle Murray's dropbacks last week, just yeah. from the outside though.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that tells you what you need to know. Is he going to be able to get targets? Maybe, maybe Kyler Murray can't see him. You know, obviously, first Kyler Murray has to look over that line and then he's trying to try find a 5'7 receiver on the outside. I, I don't think so.
1: No. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> Seriously, man. Well, oh, man. I, don't get me started, dude. I mean, they're running fade routes to Rondell Moore. Never mind. I'm not going
0: Okay. I will give it to Rondell Moore. He had a shot at it. It wasn't, you know, like an sure. idiotic play. It didn't look, it wasn't a bad play. It's just, why would you run I rather them throw to that
1: to AJ Green. Oh if yeah. Didn't throw it to anybody. Throw it to Hopkins, throw it to Green. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: More um, more did what he could.
1: <laughs> he did what he could, man. I like him. Yeah. Good guy. Um Isaiah Pacheco, I have him at number 8. Uh he was named the starter before Sunday's game, but the Chiefs backfield remained a three-man committee. Um, I think Pacheco's work can potentially move forward. There's like room to grow, which is why I have him here at number 8, not lower um so I, I don't think his role stays exactly the same uh but you know they're kind of giving him more work like as the season goes on but it's like extremely slow like yeah. the, the progression is extremely slow uh at least he started the game right that's that's kind of good yeah. uh as of right now like i i have no i have i have i'm not comfortable at all putting him in my lineup like yeah. he only played on 19 of snaps as a starter <laughs> mm. okay so like that's not great uh Pacheco got some touches. I think he had, like, eight carries in this game or something like that. Um, In other games where the Chiefs had to run the ball a little bit more, he might get some more work. He might move up a little bit more over Clyde Abitolaire, but we'll see. He only played a couple more snaps than him, Uh, but at the end of the day, it was Jerry McKinnon getting a bunch of snaps over both these guys. So, you know, I like Pacheco as an add. Keep him on your bench. See what happens. But if nothing really improves over the next, like, two weeks, I'm dropping
0: him. Yeah. I mean, are the Chiefs on bye this week? I feel like they are. Yes, no. they are. Oh, yeah, they are? Eight? Yes, they're on by. Oh, they are. So oh, okay. three weeks. I didn't even realize How that. Do. So
1: but um you know what? I think I might move Pacheco down then. Honestly. Like if if I didn't realize the Chiefs were on by this week. Um mm-hmm. if,
0: yeah, I didn't know since that they're on, since, I'm just since looking they're at on, it now. I didn't
1: realize that. Since they're yeah, on yeah. by, I'm gonna move him down. Like I have Paris Campbell here at number nine. I'd rather pick him up at this point than Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I'll move Pacheco down a little bit. Paris Campbell is going to play this week, right? The Colts are not on by, so yeah. I would play Paris Campbell, Uh, pick him up, you know, over, over Isaiah Pacheco, but, you know, Pacheco is a good perspective ad, but you're going to have the, you know, user bench spot for him while they're on, while he's on his bye. Um There's a chance. Who would you rather pick up between Campbell and, and Pacheco? Assuming that you could pick up either. You don't have a desperate need for a running
0: back. Paris Campbell. I mean, it- yeah. That's This is just, you know, like immediate availability at this point. That's all you have to pick between. Because both of these guys, like I'm not jumping at either of these guys to be on my team. But, you know, if you're looking for solid depth, I think either of these guys can be a play. I think Isaiah Pacheco, you know, maybe because he has his bye week, maybe that will, you know, cause other fancy managers to just drop him and be like, oh, I don't want a piece of him. You know, why would I save him Oh my bench? I thought
1: you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were gonna say in terms of like the buy like the Chiefs going into their bye, they come out of the bye with Pacheco being the guy.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could be the case. But I'm also oh, saying that fantasy managers that have him right now. Maybe they picked him up because they saw he was gonna start. He puts up a, like four points, you know. He plays nineteen percent of snaps, like you said, and they see they see that he has his bye week and be like, What's this guy doing on my bench? I, I gotta pick somebody else up this week. They'll go pick up August Edwards, they'll go pick up Kyron Williams, you know, they'll go pick up somebody else, and right. you know. Just drop Isaiah Pacheco. They're like, maybe we'll circle back next week and see if he's on the wire. You could go get him. Right. You know, just you could even maybe wait out the waiver period. I don't know if that works, if that's how it is in some leagues, but if you, you can wait out the waiver period and then just free add and drop, um, you might be able to get him yep. there.
1: That's true. After waivers clear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they could come out of the buy with Pacheco getting more work, getting more share of the work. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Maybe they started it out before the buy and then going into the buy, they want to use him even more and you know we'll see what happens uh you know in week what is it week nine now for yes. that uh paris campbell i have him here at number nine over the last two weeks campbell has got it done right in a big way too like he led the team in target share with 29 in week seven 11 targets uh 19 target share in week six ten targets he caught a touchdown each of the last two weeks and If there wasn't a quarterback change that just happened, like he might be a little bit, he would have been a little bit higher on this list. Um, Now it's now it's a little bit tough because there's a potential shift in target distribution. Um, But Frank Reich, you know, he told us this would happen a few weeks ago. He always talks about Paris Campbell, right? So like you never know what's noise and what isn't. Yeah, Uh, but he's definitely worth a pickup at this point.
0: I was going to say, of course, as soon as your guy Paris Campbell, the Paris Campbell truther here. You know, <laughs> as soon as he starts doing like good, he has consistent production two weeks in a row and consistent good production. This isn't like 10 and 12 point weeks. This is 18, 23 points PPR scoring. Um, as soon as he starts doing good, something has to come in and cloud the future, you know, by a quarterback change What Sam Ellinger going to do. Uh, it's it's interesting. I- I'm not sure. I-, I think that is true. Like you said that we'd have Paris Campbell a little higher if there wasn't a quarterback change, but, um, you know, I, I'm not optimistic about it, but I think that there's still a decent enough shot for Paris Campbell to be relevant that I would have him in the top 10 of the waivers.
1: Yep, I hear that. All right, and I have Justin Fields here at number 10. We already spoke about Justin Fields when we talked about last night's game earlier in the podcast, so if you missed that part, you can rewind to that part where we talk about the game and, and you can hear what we think about Justin Fields. Spoiler alert, we like him. Pick him up. No. Tough matchup this week, but the week after that, great. Zach might be still willing to start him against Dallas. So, take that for what it is.
0: Um, I'm starting him against Dallas? Is that what you said? You might be starting him against Dallas this week, right? I, oh, well, yeah, that's, I might start... have to. Okay, no, that's true. Because now Justin Herbert's... On... Yeah, okay. yep, Yeah, I'll be starting Justin Fields against Dallas. But that's not necessarily a choice of mine. Um, <laughs> this is... This okay, is no, the...
1: I, I, I thought you meant... Like, when you... Earlier, I thought you said that you might be willing... Like, you're just in a vacuum. You might be okay if you're in a pinch. Just start... Justin Fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a pinch,
0: but you know, it's not necessarily me saying that. Uh, that's my vote of confidence. I so, in, in
1: most one QB leagues, let's say, like we're talking about Superflex League here, right? But yeah, in most one QB leagues, most likely you're not starting Justin
0: Fields against Dallas, right? Right. That's okay. what I look at. Cool. It. I mean, the Patriots' okay. defense is good. You know, it was, and he yeah. did perform well. But I think, Dallas but, but they're is not as good as Dallas, though. I think Dallas's pass rush is a different animal. Um, even yeah. though Matt Judon was terrorizing him a little bit last night. There's right. a lot of guys on Dallas. He really front. was. Yeah, Julian he was, was a
1: beast last night. What yeah.
0: did he have? He went. He jumped. I think like two sacks ahead of everybody else for the league lead last night. Did he
1: have three and a half? Last I night? saw two and good? a half.
0: It might have been three and a half. But regardless, you know, it's just those red sleeves coming off the edge. Scary Seriously. sight.